0: I'm going to start off today with some spoilers, some spoilers from the year 1957, so be warned. In 1957, Joanne Woodward won the Academy Award for Best Actress for her starring role in The Three Faces of Eve. She portrayed Eve White, a woman with dissociative identity disorder, or as it was then known, multiple personality disorder. The very abridged story is this, Eve suffers from extreme headaches and bouts of amnesia. She seeks relief and ends up seeing a psychiatrist who helps her to remember a traumatic event from her childhood, an event that is determined to be at the root of her disorder. What was the trauma that caused Eve's personality to fracture? Well, it turns out that when Eve was six years old, her grandmother died, and Eve's family had a custom surrounding the death of relatives. When it came to family deaths, a viewing of the deceased would be held and relatives were supposed to kiss the dead person goodbye. The young Eve, though screaming in terror, was forced to kiss her grandmother's corpse. The trauma from the encounter with her dead grandmother fractured her personality and adversely affected her adult life. Welcome to Death Becomes Her, the minicast where we spend 5 to 10 minutes discussing death, dying and grief from a variety of angles. I'm your host, Layla Kelly. The Three Faces of Eve was based on the life of Chris Costner Sizemore. Though she did experience trauma as a child, it wasn't the sort portrayed in the movie. She wasn't a force to attend a viewing and kiss a corpse. I have to agree, that's a pretty messed up scenario, and it was a very unsettling scene in the film. But that was Hollywood taking liberties. That scene was a fabricated story. However, it does bring up a question. Is being present during the end-of-life period or viewing the body of a dead friend or family member, is that detrimental to young ones? Will it traumatize them? The most common comment that I hear on the topic of viewing the dead, and this comes from adults, is I don't want to remember them like that, or I don't want my child to remember them like that. That seems like a valid enough concern. So I posed that question to a mom who had lost a child in a traumatic accident. This is what she said I don't think about how she looked in the hospital every day, hardly ever, in fact. You just miss them. And you think about their flaws, now humorous, their smell. Sure, sometimes a sound or smell triggers the word hospital in your mind. But that passes through you. The good memories stick. For her, it's not the last glimpse of her child that is lodged in her thoughts. It's the lifetime of memories. Those are the things imprinted in her mind. The same mom also shared a bit about her young son's reaction to her daughter's death. He was eight years old at the time. Due to the extensive nature of the injuries, he was not allowed to see his sister. She said that this made him angry. He wanted to see her. Of course, at the time, he didn't understand the entire situation. But all the same, at the age of eight, he had strong personal feelings about what he wanted. Here's another example, and I know this one very well. It's about a 10 year old girl. A 10-year-old me. That's how old I was when my favorite auntie died. She was in her mid-30s. About two and a half years earlier, she had been diagnosed with a rare disease called amyloidosis. The disease attacked her kidneys and weakened her until she was in a wheelchair and needed assistance for daily activities. She did dialysis daily. My family took an active role in her care, and I witnessed doctor's appointments, struggles, and occasionally I got to hang the bag for her dialysis medication on the IV pole. These things made me sad. They were certainly troubling, but they weren't scary. They were just things that were happening. When she did die, I remember a discussion occurring between my parents. We were in the car traveling to the town where she had died. My dad had been asked if he wanted to see his little sister's body. If so, they would hold off on the cremation until he was able to do that. My parents decided that it would be okay to proceed with the plans, no need to wait for us to arrive. In other words, they didn't want to see her. I remember thinking, I want to see her. But I wasn't asked, and it wasn't something that I thought I should share. So to this day, I wish I would have seen her. I feel like it really would have completed something in me. That's all I can really say about my own experience with that. But just because an eight-year-old boy and a 10-year-old girl want something or think that something should happen in a certain way, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good decision, right? Adults know best. They know better what children can handle than the children do, right? Well maybe sometimes, but I'm still convinced that in the case of my auntie, I knew what I could handle and what would have brought me a little bit of relief. I don't think that I was a special child. I didn't have an advanced deep understanding of my emotions. I think I was average and that most of us average people know what we can handle from a young age. If a child makes a choice to participate in end-of-life care or has a desire to view their beloved person, odds are they can handle it. I want to tell you another personal story about something that I observed several years back. I was now an adult. A young girl, maybe 9 or 10, had been hit by a car and killed. Through an unexpected series of events, I happened to meet the mom just days after the accident, and I spent a little time listening to her story, and I ended up attending the viewing that was held in a small little funeral chapel. There weren't many people there. Um, I walked in, I tucked myself into the back row, and I sat quietly just observing what was going on. I didn't have a desire to see the little girl. Um, I didn't know her, so I didn't view her. A handful of adults were visiting off to one side, and a smattering of children were running around the chapel. It was unlike any scene that I'd ever witnessed. In my experience, viewings are solemn. Maybe there's a little occasional hushed laughter at a favorite memory, but still solemn. The kids were not solemn. In fact, they were kind of running amok, like it was some kind of recess in a really weird setting. I found their behavior shocking, at least initially. They would play and then one would peel off from the group and go check in on their deceased friend. They would look at her, touch her, pick up her lifeless hand and let it drop. They'd return to playing and before too long, another child would check in on the casket. Their curiosity wasn't censored. They weren't terrified. They certainly didn't appear traumatized. They were just curious and seemingly taking it all in. It was eye-opening. It seemed that they had missed the cultural memo, the one that tells us that dead bodies are scary, that they are not to be touched. I have to say, I am really grateful for that experience. I felt like I was able to witness an unedited version of Children and Death. It was so unexpected and, I guess, real would be how I would describe it. I feel like I had seen an authentic human interaction with death, one not inhibited by the expectations of polite society. So from my perspective, taking into consideration the examples that I've just shared, this is what it boils down to, and you can feel free to agree or disagree. We shouldn't make assumptions about what other people can handle or what they need when it comes to death, dying, and grief. Nor should we project our own needs and feelings onto someone else, even if they're young. That's my two cents. What about you? I would love to hear your thoughts on this subject. Do you have any experience with children's reactions to death? If you'd like to reach out, my contact details are in the outro, which is coming up right now. Thank you for listening to The Death Becomes Her minicast. Connect with me, Layla Kelly, at www.LeavingWellMT.com. Special thanks to Roman Belov for our intro and outro music. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, talking about death won't kill you. I promise.